Welcome to the Tradies in Business podcast with your hosts, Warwick Bidwell and Nicole Cox. Divert your phone and grab a brew as Waz and Nick unpack tips, tales, secrets and stuff-ups from guests both inside and outside your trade. Helping educate and inspire you to break the cycle of gut-busting and money stress and create a true trade business. Yeah, nah. Yeah, nah, mate. Don't yeah, nah, bro. Bro. Where did bro come from? I don't know, but the, the boys don't call it bro anymore. Now it's bra. Bra. Bra like, came from... I'm sorry, is your friend a pair of boobs? <laughs> Hello, it's an Effort Friday episode. Get an Effort Friday. Well, if it's an Effort Friday, that means we say it's a fucking Friday. I still feel a little weird about being the first one to say it. Ah, but you're happy once I break the seal. Thank you. Yeah. It seems unladylike, <laughs> and you know I am a lady. Until you get wound up, and then they're just like every second word. Unless I'm driving. You're just dropping bombs. I do a good bomb drop. Yeah. Language is interesting, isn't it? It is interesting. And uh, I was just going to say before you rudely cut me off that uh, (laughs) my understanding is that the whole bra thing, hey bra, um, actually originated in Australia at least. Sydney. Yes, southern Mm. Sydney, Cronulla. Bra boys. Sutherland, yeah. We love the bra boys. I I don't want any to turn up on my doorstep (laughs) and tell me I'm saying it wrong or anything, okay? So regardless, we love you guys. But, But I think the Yanks actually started it. No. Hey, bra. No. Yeah, it's it California. Have, no. SoCal. Our Sydney boys have got it. No. I reckon it was the Seppos. I apologise to the Sydney boys for my co-host. He clearly does not know what he's talking about. I'm going to go look it up in the Wikipedia. That's full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, where should I get my information from then? Uh, Facebook. It's hard, isn't it? How mm. do I know what's Who actually truth? It's a bloody good question. That's a good Fact topic check. for an episode, isn't actually, it? Actually, there's this really cool uh, web-based app thing that you can fact-check on. I don't know how correct it is either, yeah. but it will find you the roots or the origin of the, whatever the story might be. Do you know what I'm talking about? Can you remember what it's called? Oh, the the bogus. You check whether stories are bogus and stuff. Yeah, yeah I have used that before, but I can't remember what it's called. But, you know, it's like, oh, you know, they found an alien in the Australian desert and then you go to this site and it's like, oh, it's bogus and here's the proof that it's bogus. Yeah, it's 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 somebody's obviously sitting in their dark, dreary room and searching a lot on things. So, online. <laughs> so, it does it does beg the question though, Coxie, and I think... Uh, Let's I'm gonna, not get serious. Oh. It's Friday. Okay. But how do I know what to believe? I look at the stuff on the internet, which we all go to to search for things. Once upon a time, I would have opened up my Encyclopedia Britannica. I still have them. I don't. Um, I actually came across an old dictionary, a kid's dictionary from... It would have been published (laughs) in the 70s. Um, It was really old by the time I got my hands on it. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And I sent it to my daughter, who happens to live... In Tassie, um, and I don't yet. Yet, but uh, it was it was a dictionary that I remember referring to as a kid, and you know had pictures, and it was about you know sort of eight to ten year old reading level, um, and it was very common practice for me when I was wanting to know something is I had to go to the books that we had at home, mm. and if the answer wasn't there, I had to go to the library. I had to wait till I went to the library. To find out what the answer was. So I love, I still go to the library, not to find out answers anymore. Now I go to check out books. But um, we were much the same. Or mum and dad knew everything. Well, they gave the perception that they did. No, they really knew everything. <laughs> you haven't met my mother. She knows everything. But 
Yeah, I remember Dad saying, Did you, well, "Go look it up. Go look it up." And he, he, I, I am grateful for him actually uh, instilling me with that inquiry, that that nature of nature. questioning things and going, "Dad, what's that bird?" And he's like, "Go and look it up. I bought you a bird book. Go figure it out." You're one of those kids. Yeah, with a bird book. I was a twitcher. And uh, you didn't even know what that word was six no, months ago. I had to find it on Wikipedia. So <laughs> you didn't believe me when I told you. I did you. not. You fact check Coxie. Hang on now. But this is the thing that I want to bring up is I think the internet has taught us all to be mistrustful. Which I'm not sure that's a bad thing. Is that where you're going with it? That it's a good thing or a bad thing? I don't think it's a bad thing. Well, good or bad, I think that's a personal judgment. Um, and I don't like your judgments, Nicole. Because <laughs> <laughs> you judge me all the time. Uh, Judgy McJudge. But, but where do we stop questioning? When do we actually get a piece of information and go, okay, cool. I'll run with that. So versus, yeah, I don't know. I don't trust that because I don't trust anything anymore. Far out, this turned into a really big question. I don't know that there's ever a time that you should trust a piece of information. I trust people around me to give me their versions of information, but that doesn't mean it's right for me. So I reckon our listeners have this problem all the time Mm. because people don't trust tradies anymore. And you know how much that breaks my heart. We could get very, very ranty. Because now. I ring a tradie and I say, hey, mate, um, I've got this weird noise in my car mm-hmm. to take the mechanical example, which is a horrible one, but we'll use it anyway. Mm-hmm. It's, there's this weird squeaking sound. It's like, well, bring it down. We'll have a look at it and we'll work out what's going on. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, can't you just tell me over the phone? Because straight <laughs> away, I'm thinking, yeah, righto, mate. I'll bring it down. You'll park it out the front for three hours, ring me. And say, look, mate, it's going to cost us a thousand bucks to diagnose the problem. Yes. And then it'll be a bill to fix it, depending on what we find. And in actual fact, we've got to replace the shock absorber fluid in your tires. Oh, right. And that's going to be fifteen hundred bucks. And I'd be saying, I'm sorry, there is none of that. For a new gear shifter, gas change. (laughs) But you know what I mean? It's yeah, I do. It's it's created this scenario where people just straight away go, "You must be." telling porkies but whose fault's that it's the internet's fault no it's fucking facebook that's what it is i'm <laughs> going to break up with facebook even though that's where i spend most of my day playing with tradies in facebook well, you spend all day playing with tradies right i do no wonder tradies. i can never get hold of you <laughs> <laughs> but I, I seriously just to take this off on a different tangent if we're talking about um non-trusting i am over judgy people i am over people sharing their judgmental opinions of others all over social media and this year particularly we have had just a flood of negativity now i'm aware how ironic this is that i'm saying this (laughs) because you're about to judge because i am judging those people judging but what i would actually like you all to do is just to be freaking kind why is it your business if somebody bought some toilet paper where do you get off calling them an idiot really do you know what's going on in their life? Do you know how they actually feel? Notice I'm being very quiet. Yes, maybe Warwick <laughs> did it once or twice. Or where do you get off saying I haven't don- donated enough to the fire funds? Or, you know, I wasn't sympathetic enough when the floods came or whatever it might be, regardless. Have I shared this story on the podcast about the time I got asked to move my motorcycle from a parking spot? No. Did I just share that with you privately? I think so. 
Classic example. <laughs> Classic example, Coxie. Can I share that story? Yeah. Oh, you can anyway. I know. Uh, so I went and donated blood. And I happened to ride a motorcycle. I really like my motorcycle. And I decided to take my motorcycle out for a ride this day. And I donated blood. And then I thought, I'll stop off at the, uh, the fish and chip shop on the way home. And I'll get some lovely fresh prawns to have Yum. for dinner. So I uh, proceeded to park my motorcycle in a designated parking bay. There were no motorcycle parking spots in this little local shopping village thing. Parked my motorcycle and I was uh, removing my gloves and a an older lady, mm. um, probably, you know, she would have been older than 65 or 70. Oh, okay. So she's not my age. <laughs> no. Not young at all. Well, that's not going to work if I call you older because I'm I know. I was you, waiting so. for the punchline. <clears throat> no, I reckon she was in her 70s. Um, she was getting into her very shiny Mercedes. Parked next to me. That's judgy of you. And no, no, she was just getting into a very shiny Mercedes. I just noticed it was shiny because my bike was not. <laughs> and uh, and I paid very little attention to her other than stepping out of the way so she could get into her car and open the door because the, the parking spaces are quite tight at this particular shopping centre. And she was just about in her car and then she stopped and got back out again. And I thought, oh, hello, something's on. And she's looking at my bike and looked at me, still had my helmet on because I hadn't taken it off yet. And she said, oh, excuse me. And I thought, oh, she's going to let me know something, right? Mm-hmm. She said, would you mind moving your motorcycle, your motorbike? I said, sorry? Is something wrong with it? And she said, no, but you're taking up a whole parking space. Oh. And I said, um, I'm actually supposed to park in parking spaces. And if I don't, I get a fine. Exactly. And she said, no, but it's just that you're taking up a whole car space. And there's one down the end there, right up against the fence that you could get into that's really hard for someone in a car to park in. I said, well, I appreciate your opinion and I'll be leaving my bike here, thanks very much, because I'm going into this shop, not down the end there. (laughs) And she said, oh, well, I was just trying to do the right thing. I was like, okay, well, thanks for trying. Bye-bye. Yeah, and you can't do anything more than that. Now, she looked at... My assumption here, she's looked at a, a guy on a motorcycle, black helmet, jeans, you know, a big imposing bike, taking up a whole car space. But if I pulled my helmet off and she saw how old and grey I am. <laughs> I was hoping you were going there. And took my jacket off and she saw that I had a bandage wrapped around my arm because I've just come from the freaking blood bank. <laughs> I wonder if she would have thought the same way and mm. been had the same attitude towards me. She was, she was pretty... She was snobbing me. She was looking down the nose at me. Which leads back to fact-checking, correct? Yeah. So it's all about judgment of self-judgment of others, judgment of a set of facts that are given to you and what your opinion of those are. I was Look forward. at me doing a segue. Hello. Oh, that, I'm impressed. Thank High you. High fives on that one, Coxie. So I was literally floored. I was gobsmacked. Um, and I'm not an aggressive guy. Anyone that knows me well knows that I'm, I'm a lover, not a fighter. Actually, I'm a, I'm a runner, not a fighter. <laughs> <laughs> Run away! Uh, so I was, I was a bit like taken aback. Mm. And uh, I made a joke about it in the fish and chip shop um, in front of a young couple there. And <laughs> the guy's like, what? I said, oh, yeah, I just got asked to move my bike because apparently I'm taking up a car space. And he said, did you tell her to piss off? <laughs> I was like, no, nah, that's not me, dude. Anyway, I, I think it's it really highlighted for me. And you know what? It was a really good reminder for me to take a breath and do exactly what you said, Coxie, before I lose my shit because someone's bought the whole fucking shop worth of toilet paper because of coronavirus. 
is actually go, well, I guess, you know, look, not everyone has the confidence or the level of self-inquiry or the willingness to go and read, you know, scientific papers about coronavirus and school themselves up before they go and buy 50 rolls of toilet paper. So maybe I could cut those people a bit of slack. Maybe they're just emotionally not coping with the news. Um, Possibly, yeah. There's quite a bit of, uh, well, I, I, we spoke about this on another podcast. I'm the daughter of a doomsday a prepper. <laughs> no, my mother swears far more than I do. Oh, right, okay. Uh, but she's a doomsday prepper. So that's how we grew up. Every time there was a storm or a thing, any kind of thing, we were taping windows and getting batteries ready and food ready and we would fill the bathtub full of water. So for... Most people in those circumstances, this is really triggering. It's understandable that those people might feel the need to feel prepared in case something happens. And regardless of my point of view on that situation, they have every right to do so. What if they bought so much toilet paper that there's none left for you to just buy your eight rolls this week and now you have to wipe your bum with your hand? I would certainly not be happy, but I can't blame somebody for not being pre-prepared earlier. It's tricky. We could spend about four hours on this topic. We could. <laughs> uh, I, we may have already today, uh, actually. Yeah, yeah. you and I started talking about this at about 7.30 this 730. morning. And it's now well into the afternoon. Uh, I, I just reckon this, this mistrust is different to critical inquiry i think critical inquiry has an end point to it yes where something you know we do enough research and inquiry to go yeah that kind of makes sense to me or i trust this person enough to drop my car off and let them actually diagnose it and so you asked a question before coxie of well whose fault is that mm-hmm. i i think it's the fault of society as a whole which which before you judge me sounds like i'm deflecting blame onto this you know inanimate society i think that's where we need to divide fault and responsibility i think it's the fault of human society of facebook of google of whoever is perpetrating all of this shit information spreading um i think the responsibility rests with us as individuals to change the way we respond to that you know responsibility we we can choose a different response to the hype, to the fear, to the panic, to the bad stories about tradies, about motor mechanics, and actually do some sensible fucking question asking. Um, And I think as business owners, we have a responsibility to put a different message out there. So that's the point I was trying to get to as business owners. (laughs) We have a responsibility to our business to educate our clients or our potential clients if we want a different outcome that's right if we want people to distrust or mistrust i'll have to go to google that Uh, if we want people to trust us more then we have a responsibility to put trustworthy information out there and to show that we have actually you know done our research and we've got good people working for us and we've been in the industry for fifty thousand years and here's some articles that we've written about these particular issues and this is why you can trust us because we've got a hundred dollar cashback guarantee that if we don't diagnose the fault we're not going to charge you more than that blah 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 it's really simple so back to the story on wikipedia yes should you check it now should we bore everybody with this no okay we won't (laughs) No one's going to believe me anyway. Do you have one source of information you always trust? Uh, me, because I know everything. Right. So, <laughs> um, on next week's episode... Warwick's just going to be sharing the secrets of the world On with his everybody. own. 
No, I I tend to gee whiz. I look for who I think is the most reputable source of information. So, can you give us some examples of those? I'm intrigued. Well, my areas of interest are, uh, well, if you take business, mm. I would go to people who have been around the longest mm-hmm. and seem to have the most loyal following, um, the most sustainable business of their own. Mm-hmm. doesn't matter what field it's in. No. Um, I don't care if they're selling, you know, footballs. Mm-hmm. I would take business advice and glean things from them. Before I would take it from a business coach who's been around for two years and I'm not really sure if they know what they're doing or if they've been doing this with clients for long enough. Have they run their own business? Yeah, which is not always a good sign. You know, good coaches are not necessarily the best players. No. And it's still also a good way to, to I guess, discern. Yes. Um, and then, you know, like I'm passionate about nutrition and health. I'll go read scientific articles. So what you're actually saying is you trust yourself and nobody else. I trust my ability to curate the information that's out there. Right. In a way that suits you. uh, In a way that makes sense to me based on my beliefs and values. Yep. I mean, we all do that. Oh, I think so too. We're we're not computers. No. Uh, Computers don't come up with the information. Humans do. So it's always an emotional um, value, belief-based judgment about what I think or feel makes the most sense to me. And that's what I'm going to run with in the absence of a better suggestion from somewhere else, you know. And I've changed my beliefs and values many times over the years yes. in light of new information. Mm. And I think that's the key, Coxie, is not... And, you know, we make jokes about me being a know-it-all and all that sort of stuff. And I've been accused of that many times in my life. And I have actually probably fallen victim to that. Sure. And nowadays, my mantra is I'm always learning. I'm always looking, even around something as as freaking dogmatic and polarizing as nutrition and religion mm-hmm. uh you know you look at nutrition actually i think nutrition is a religion these days but i i'm still reading stuff about areas of nutrition that i don't believe are best for me i will still listen to commentators and experts in those areas just in case just in case i missed something maybe there's a different take on it mm. i'm not gonna pour over all of it because I obviously have a particular belief set. Mm. Um, but I think that's the key is always be open. You should always be open, listeners. That's what we're getting to. And we're always open for business. So <laughs> <laughs> That was terrible. Boom, bam. Uh, but, yeah, tell us what you think. This was a bit of a philosophy fuck it Friday combo mashup. Again, sorry, Oliver. Yeah. Yeah, Oliver's brain is just going to be <laughs> frying smoke coming out of it. But you've joined us now in the trade desk, so you have to come and expect these things. Yeah. You will know more about us now. But if anybody can be fucked to go to Facebook and tell us what you think. Please do. Nobody <laughs> does. Go and do it. Uh, Mitch, Jason, Oliver, you're probably three of, like, we have thousands of people listen to this show. Oh, no, nobody comes um, to visit. No one can be fucked. So Please. how do you figure out what's right, what's true? What are your sources of really good information? Maybe, you know, in terms of business, but also marketing and that sort of stuff. We want to know. Because maybe I could go read some and learn some shit. Oh, that'd be good. Oh, fuck that. I know I already know. <laughs> hey, Rui. Hey, Rui. You've been listening to the Tradies in Business podcast with Warwick Bidwell and Nicole Cox. Find out more about today's guest, tools for your trade business and other cool stuff at tradiesandbusiness.com.au.